It's a special edition of the Adult in the Room podcast with an acquaintance of mine and a brother, Anatoly Kaluzhny, who is in Kiev, Ukraine. He has a ministry in the area of the Ukraine that Russia's Vladimir Putin just claimed, and he's got some interesting insights about that region. How will the world respond, and what are the issues at play here? I talked with Anatoly, and I'm sorry about the quality of the sound. We tried to talk via his internet connection, and I tried to get him information via Facebook Messenger, as he requested, usually works for him, but this time, neither worked. It seems someone doesn't want him to get his message out. I wanted to ask you a few questions, and I apologize for the connection, just because I apologize to our listeners, uh, because the um, situation is that none of our links worked out. So we're doing this by hand, holding the speakerphone to the microphone today. So, But Anatoly is a pastor in Kiev. He's, um, he's also a person who leads a huge ministry in Ukraine. And I am speaking with you today just moments after Vladimir Putin said that he would take over two parts of Ukraine. And I wanted to know that there's the Donbass region. And yeah, you're right. So, uh, what are your thoughts about that? Number one, I'm also uh, chairman of the board of evangelical churches in Ukraine. We have many churches all around Ukraine, and one of our church just on the border in Donbass with separatists. And a couple days ago, uh, they had a bomb to the kindergarten, and a couple houses was destroyed. And we send the money, and we try to get back our pastor and his wife and his kids from there. What it mean? I think Putin tried to find way up to escalate and and in situation because he is very angry. Of Ukraine, he doesn't accept Ukraine as a country, and Ukraine must to be destroyed completely or must to be turned back to a Russian Federation. It's his thought, and now he says, "Now or never." That point for Putin. How it's never because Ukraine every day gets stronger, and we get more and more democracy, and we. We uh, participate more and more close with the Western world, and Putin understands each year, each day, it's more and more difficult to get Ukraine back to Russia. And for him, it's now it's like a checkpoint. We, he he wants to do it now or never. Is it because of U.S. leadership in part that's seen as weak by Putin? No, because he understand. He tried to do it different way. In uh, 2014, he tried to turn our leader, when our leader Yanukovych tried to sign papers to be associated, uh, Ukraine must be associated members of the European Union. He had big meeting with him and he says, no, never. And 
people was protesting if we had Maidan, if you know, it's just eight years ago. And has this guy, president of Ukraine, Yanukovych, just disappeared to Russia. Now he lives in Russia. Mm-hmm. And people just protect our country from occupation from Putin. And during these eight years, he tried to find different way how he can how he can destroy, he blamed Ukraine all the time, all around the world. He tried to split European Union and to buy some European leaders who can support position of Russia. Um, but praise God, happened what happened now when he understands each day it's less and less chance for Putin. He sent these troops all around the border with Ukraine. He saw what happened in Belarus just, you know, a year and a half ago when Belarus wanted to get out from Russia like Ukraine. And they, they put in the prison thousands and thousands of people. He understood. He wanted to see Russia like a Soviet Union, big, strong country with total control. Ukraine always dream about democracy, about freedom, and we have very strong churches in Ukraine. Do you know half evangelical Christian in Soviet Union was in Ukraine? Mm. Ukraine has a very strong evangelical movement. And during the last 30 years, when we get independent, we planted many thousand churches in Ukraine, and also we plant thousand churches in Russia. And our spiritual influence to Russia, such a huge, big, and now we understand this situation, what we have now, it's not just a crisis of politician situation, political situation, it's much more deeper, it's spiritual battle. It's a very deep spiritual battle because, uh, and because of that, we stay and pray. Just yesterday, all evangelical leaders and all many, many churches in 30 denominations, we came together and we pray for, uh, for protection from God together. Mm-hmm. It's never happened before. Last week, each denomination, we, we agreed to, to have a fasting and prayer 24 hours during the all week. And we fasted and prayer and asked God about protection. Tomorrow, we will have again big meeting with leaders and we will pray and also we will sit and we just think of what evangelical leaders can do more than just prayer. And we will communicate with many organizations, Christian organizations, government organizations all around the world and just say, we need help. Please help. We have a freedom. We can preach now gospel in public school. We can easily have evangelism anywhere without any problems. But you know what's going on with church in Russia. And if something happened in Ukraine, if Russian troops will come to Ukraine, they will put to the prison. Now he has a list of leaders who must be in the prison, include me and people like me, evangelical leaders. And we need really, now it's very key point, very important time for us. We need your help. What are they doing to the churches in Russia? 
the Federation? Very, very simple. Number one, many Ukrainian pastors who was planned church during the last 30 years was sending out from Russia during the last, uh, after Maidan, last eight years. They just sent them out. Or oh, you must to be Russian citizen or you must be out. Number two, uh, you know, in Soviet time, KGB control each church. Now in Russia, they have like a KGB. We, we call it FSB. They control each church. Really? You can you cannot communicate with any Western organization. You cannot get any support and money from the West. They control everything. And they make special law a couple of years ago. And by that law, because that, that law was very bad for the church. And what they did, I know for sure. Putin Foundation give for Baptist Union one million rubles just to let them to be quiet. The same money he give for Pentecostal Union because it's two huge big unions. And because of that money, that churches get quiet and they just they just say nothing bad. I have connect I connect with first leaders from Russia. I know exactly what's going on. All leaders cannot truth. They must be quiet and they will never tell you about Putin or about freedom, religion freedom in Russia. Hmm. But because now Russia used Russia use religious leaders like a tool. Very bad. For example, next summer it will be big crusade from uh, Fountain Brain in St. Petersburg. They are not happy about that because Russia used that to say just to show everything is okay. We have freedom. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong happened in Russia and Fountain uh, Dream and the Russian Orthodox Church. They cooperate, but Fountain cannot understand really what's going on in Russia. I remember in Soviet time, his dad, Billy Graham, I had the privilege to see him. I was a young man, and I remember when he came to Soviet Union, when many our people was in the prison, church leader was in the prison, but he says, Soviet Union, no Christian prisoners. We have a freedom in Soviet Union. It's the same going on now, mm-hmm. and we have to be very careful with that. I pray God must open our eyes eyes of our friends in America just to let them to see what's really going on in Russia. Where Russia going on and what will happen because Ukraine is just first step for escalation. After he wants to take back not just Ukraine, Georgia, Moldova, Baltic countries like Latvia, Riga, Lithuania. And we, if West, Western world let Putin to get Ukraine back, next step it will be another country. You need to understand where we are going. He has been at the border of the uh, Russian Federation and Ukraine for many, many years. I can recall you talking 
to the church in America about the, if you will, low level shooting, not quite a hot war, but some shooting going on at the border. Who's now it obviously has intensified. Who's shooting at whom? You know, uh, now Putin tried to make a lot of lot of provocation. Why? Because he would like to find reason to send Russian troops in Ukraine, but no reason. He tried to make a provocation. Because of that, Russian people, Russian army shooting. And just for example, couple days ago, it was a I think about 40 journalists from Western world, CNN, from BBC, 40 journalists was in uh, front line and uh, Putin army tried to shoot in them. And if you know this video, you can find this video, they just fall down and they uh, run and fall down again and uh, Russia shoot and shoot and shoot in them. Happened a couple of days ago. For us, it's very clear. Putin wants to make a, uh, make some kind of find reason to start a war in Ukraine. We are not let them because we try to be quiet and careful. But we're ready for fight. If his troops cross the border, we're ready to fight. The shooting that's going on has, as I've said, been going on some of it for several years, but there is a number, a great number of uh, Russian troops there and armaments over there currently. Did they intensify their efforts? Sorry? Yeah, uh, uh, yes, it's true. At the beginning, um, uh, when Ukraine... Uh, after Maidan, get new president, and we renew our army. Slowly, we try to control that uh, problem in Donetsk or, or the bus area. But what happened? Putin sent his army. All uh, and they kill that day many many people, and just so it's not a separatist. It's Putin troops. And one of the members of my church, he was there. He was arrested. Mm. And yeah, and I know from him, I know exactly picture what happened that time. What it means, Putin control situation in the Donbass area, it's for sure. And today he will say, I will recognize this part of Ukraine like independent, and we will send there officially our troops. Wow. That's because in this moment. There are many people who speak Russian and have the uh, Russian background. So th- this is in Donbass, right? We have, uh, we have many people everywhere, all around Ukraine, who can speak Russian and Ukraine. New generation, yes. Why we have so many people? Because during the 70 years of Soviet time, uh, Communist Party of Soviet Union tried to make one nation 
just Soviet nation, and they try to make one country, one one uh, language, just Russian language. They try to destroy any any languages, many languages. For example, I grew up in Kiev area, and my father uh, speak Ukrainian, but. When he tried to find for me school, I was boy. <coughs> All around my area was Russian school, no Ukrainian school. Close my school was more than one hour to drive from my home. Son, I want I want you to visit and to 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 go to that school. And every day, one hour I spent one way, another hour back way, just because. It's less and less Ukrainian school was in the country. Because of that, several, several generations grew up with the Russian language. Because university just in Russian language. Most school, just Russian school. And slowly, 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 they try to, to build Soviet people. Mm. And you need to understand. And last 30 years, slowly, 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 we turned back. We more and more Ukrainian. We just understand now. We are Ukrainian. But in my church, for example, couple pastors, we have pastor from uh, uh, with a Russian pastor, but he speak Ukrainian and Russian. Uh, we have uh, worship leader. She is from Moldova by roots, and she speak Russian and Ukrainian. No problem. Half of the members of the church, they speak both languages, but on TV, you can watch just on in Ukrainian language. Because of that, more and more people speak Ukrainian language. But no conflict, no problem, no pressure. Mm-hmm. See, so do you agree that the Donbass region, uh, they think the, so- or, sorry, the Russian Federation believes that that region is made up of Russia allies and therefore it's no problem to just claim it as Putin seems to be doing? You need to understand, when wars happen in Donbass, one and a half million people move from there to Spain in different areas. It was a lot of refugees. For example, our church, we received a lot of refugees, and it was many, many people. In, For example, in Kiev, my church, we have now many people from that area who run. Many people run to to Russia. I, I think it's also about million people. And that people who stay there, you know, it's, it's almost all generation and um, some... Because I know it's not young, strong people. Everyone who was strong and young, they tried to left that area. Because during the last eight years, no businesses over there. It's no freedom over there. For example, just today, they visit a different apartment. If they find young people, they immediately send them to their, to their army. Oh, wow not enough people to to fight against Ukraine and it's a very bad situation and I know hundreds and thousands of people who left Donbass in the last Donbass now empty, destroyed and no interest in about that. It's empty area during the eight years it's completely empty. 
so, empty by economically, empty by by spiritual, because many pastors, many church leaders, it was a strong church over there. Now, almost, almost empty. Just home churches, secretly, they have a secret meeting at home, that's all. Mm-hmm. So, Anatoly, how can we help you? Number one, we need your prayer. Very serious prayer. Many Ukrainians, Russians, and other people from uh, a former Soviet Union visit Washington, uh, D.C., and they just stay, and they just stay in front of White House. Biden, we need really help. Ukraine need help. Big help. Not just, just little help. Big help. Protection. And we need to use a different ways. I don't know which way. For example, we must be ready for, for example, we have a camp. And now we prepare our camp for next wave of refugee from that area. I know if war will start, it will be more refugee. And we need to be ready for that. It can be humanitarian catastrophe here if war will start or people when today Putin will say we get Donbass to Russia, it will be a lot of, lot of other refugees, I know for sure. Yeah. How far away is Kiev from Donbass region? It's about uh, 600 miles by mile. It's, it's uh, like a 750 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am a little bit wrong, but some close of that. So Russia's coming in, possibly, they're claiming it, and they will send in their soldiers without actually having to fire a shot, won't they? So they have, they will take over that part, right? Yeah, yeah but we have another problem. You know, from Kiev to border with Belarus, just a couple hours to drive, it's just less than 200 kilometers. Oh, boy. What is it? It's maybe 150, and... We have border with Russia about uh, 800 miles, and we have border with Belarus more than 1,000 miles. What it means? It means all around the border we have Russian troops in Belarus and in Russia. What it means? They can move to Ukraine from uh, side from because it's Belarus, from east it's Russia, and from Crimea it's south. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jehoshaphat yeah, had the same problem, if you remember, mm-hmm. Chronicle chapter 20, same situation. Tell us that story. Do you remember? I, I don't remember that story offhand. I remember very well story. This king, great king, when he gets, he tried to... to Rebuild uh, country, uh, rebuild and, and turn country to the gods. And after a couple of years, he had uh, get a big problem. Four different teams came to him with a war from different four sides. He was uh, full of fear, was, uh, uh, and but he turned his face to the god and he start to to looking for God. And you can read, it was tremendous prayer of Jehoshaphat. And he says, God, do you remember, uh, God, who created this world? It's you created this world. Who did this? It's you did. Who helped my 
my father Abraham, my father Moses, you help. Now we need your help again. And it was very powerful uh, when he prayed like that and he said, we don't have uh, power to again this enemies. And after that, when all together they pray and question, uh, God's spirit starts to talk to them. And God says, don't be afraid. It's not your war. It's, it's my war. I will fight, not you. Hmm. That's make a great miracle. Great miracle. That's Hello, it. I was me. And God make a great miracle. And uh, if you remember that story, uh, just enemies kill each other. At the end, they get trophy during the next three days, and they get to the uh, value of blessing. Believe Ukraine will wa- will walk through all of that difficulties, problems, and fighting. God will make a miracle. God will protect Ukraine, and Ukraine will get out much more stronger, much more spiritually, and much more influentially. You know, and because of your faith, my faith, our faith. I'm looking at the map here, and I appreciate the fact that you in Ukraine are under grave danger from these people. Indeed, if they follow through, uh, Crimea, Donbass, uh, you are surrounded yeah, in place. East part, East part, it means, it means Mariupol, uh, Donbass, uh, where it's occupied, and Kharkov area, Suma area, Chernigov area, and you will see there, uh, it starts from Belarus, and Belarus gets all border with Ukraine uh, to Poland. It's mm. more than 1,000 miles. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you have a moment to just offer up a prayer? Okay. I hope not just me. For God, no distance. For God, no, no languages. No problem here. Just tell if two of you will agree to pray together about something, I will do it. Mm-hmm. And I strongly believe I had a lot of miracles in my life. God, I, after 10 years, I was underground guy and I developed that from the ground. I saw a lot of miracles. And God, you such a great God. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of miracles during all my life and life of my parents and and it, it's true. And now, you never make a miracle just a miracle. You make a miracle just when you saw a, you see a problem and pain and suffering. And now, when we have such a difficult time, we need your help. We understand we can do nothing. Mm. We don't have enough power, but you have enough. You know how to stop Putin. You know how to protect your church and your people from pain, suffering, and all of that problems what we have now from fear. Give us encouragement and give us power just to stay and not to be full of fear, to be full of faith and hope and joy. I thank you for advance, for your victory, 
what you will give for Ukraine because I believe you help the past you will have in the future because you are a great God. Thank you very much. We love you and we love everyone who cooperate with me in this prayer. God bless all of you. I hope we'll have another chance to talk to Anatoly soon to find out what's going on in Ukraine and the latest on Putin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adult in the Room podcast. To keep the programs you like to listen to, please rate this podcast with a fantastic five stars on your Apple podcast app every time you listen and give me a great review. Plus, of course, subscribe to the podcast. It makes a difference with the big tech algorithm and the big tech oligarchs, and it makes us easier to find. Please get in touch with me on all the big tech stuff. Yeah, we're still there. Using the names Victoria Taft or the Adult in the Room podcast on MeWe, Parlor, Minds, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 1A Cast for imaging, editing, and production. The fantastic song is Gospel by the March 4th Band of Portland, Oregon. Music for Antifa versus Mike Strickland is Ride or Die by Raps by RC. The Adult in the Room podcast is also a production of Flamingo Road Studios. Remember, head up, heart out, and strive to be the adult in the room. Till next time, mischief managed. <laughs>